today on Commitment to Truth. When we ultimately do as Christ says, we will never be able to contain the results. You see, the results from obedience is always better than the fruit we can produce on our own. Obedience may be uncomfortable. It may feel erratic. It may feel totally against what you have feel and think and done before, seen done before, but it will always be more fruitful to do it God's way rather than our own way. Amen. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. When we ultimately do as Christ says, we will never be able to contain the results. You see, the results from obedience is always better than the fruit we can produce on our own. Hear hear what I just said, church, is that the results that come from obedience will always produce more than what you can produce on your own. Obedience may be uncomfortable. It may feel erratic. It may feel totally against what you have feel and think and done before, seen done before, but it will always be more fruitful. Always be more fruitful to do it God's way rather than our own way. Amen? Next, we find this in in verse number seven. First part of verse seven is that that the disciples whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is who? It's the Lord. So think about this. So you have all these other, I think there's about maybe six out of the uh, remaining 11 disciples that were, were fishing there. Only one of them recognized it was whom? The Lord. They all spent all these years in this time with him, but only one. And it's interesting, it says the one that what? Jesus loved, or you can say the one probably he who what? Who loved Jesus. So there's this, this, this clarity, I believe, when it comes to understanding his love for you, your love for him. Helps you do what? Recognize him. And that's why when we do as Christ says, there's something about this clarity of recognizing Christ. Do you remember before call ID? Caller ID? Caller ID is like, it's probably one of the biggest relationship killers. (laughs) <laughs> Let me tell you why. Two reasons, right? It's good if you lay it on your bills. <laughs> Just saying, because you, now you can dodge your creditor, even though I'm not advocating that, but that you follow what I'm saying. Because old school was like, <laughs> when you were a kid, you were mom and dad's caller ID. Yes. <laughs> you pick it up. Yes. Tell them I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> But this is what caller ID does, right? Caller ID ultimately says, I don't want to talk to you. I don't feel like talking to you. 
it gives you that option like, I don't want to talk to you. And maybe I should be talking to you. The other thing is this, is that remember the time that all you need to do is hear a person's voice and you recognize them. It's because you heard the voice over and over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, the same is true with Jesus. If, if, if you are choosing not to listen to the voice of the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit today, when it's time to go fishing, you're not going to recognize him. It's too late. It's too late. So in other words, we have to get into discipline that we build this love relationship with Jesus prior to fishing. Then when he says, hey, don't go this way, go that way. Or if he says, hey, you know what? I want you to go talk to that total stranger over there. You trust him. Because your trust is in him. Because he is your trust. And trust is built, what, relationally. And if there's no relationship with Christ prior to going fishing, you won't recognize him. So therefore, that's this, the importance of doing what Christ says all the time. Do what Christ says to do in the small things. Do what Christ says when it's uncomfortable. Not only when it's comfortable. Listen, do what Christ says when you're ticked off and angry. Right in the midst of that heated conversation. <laughs> That's, we do do that. In the midst of the heated conversation, we're like, nah, I'll get back to you. In the midst of the heated conversation, we have to learn to trust him and recognize his voice. Because once he tells you to fish, you have to be ready to fish. Right? You got to know when the... He would let you know when the fish, is, fish are biting. Some of you are fishermen and women, right? What is part of the conversation? Oh, the fish are biting over there. Right? I've been fishing on lakes, and, right, and I'm catching nothing. And then the guy who's, who's passing in with this big catch is like, hey, man, it's hot over there. They, you know, the fish are biting over there. And what's the first thing you do? You go right over. Because <laughs> who goes fishing just to catch nothing? <laughs> Got to recognize his, his voice. You say, he says, he is the Lord. The word Lord means this, to whom a person or a theme belongs. I belong to him. Listen to him. It also means of which he has power of deciding, let him decide. The possessor of a thing, he possesses and owns you and everything. The owner, one who has control of the person, does he have complete control over you? Is he your Lord? See, many people want Jesus as Savior, but what about the Lordship of Christ? Die for me. 
but don't own me. Die for me, but don't possess me. Die for me, but don't control my life. It also means a, a title of honor, expressive of, re expressive of respect and reverence. This is a title given to God and the Messiah. So when we don't obey the voice of Christ, we're not obeying God. So when we see Christ, the Lord, as the disciples did, we see, this is what we should see. We see, see his death, his salvation, that is for everyone. So in other words, if he's instructing me to do something, I have to look through, see Jesus, see Jesus beyond my insecurities, see Jesus beyond my fears, and see him to a point that I see his death, I see his suffering, not only for me, but for that person he wants me to do what? Reach. I have to look through it, hear through it, see through it. That's why Hebrews 2, verses 5 through 10 says this. For he did not subject to angels the world to come about which we are speaking. In other words, there's no need to fish for angels. There's no need to share this gospel message to angels. But... Someone has testified somewhere saying, what is man that you think of him? That God thinks of me. He thinks of you. He thinks of people of all nations, tribes, and tongues who don't know him yet. He thinks of them. Are we thinking of them? Are a son of men that you're concerned about him. You, meaning God, have made him, meaning Christ, for a little while, meaning that he veiled his glory, he came down in human flesh, lower than angels. You hear that? Because we're lower than angels ourselves. You have crowned him with glory and honor. You have put everything in subjection under his feet. For in subjection or obedience or submit, submission or complete control all are all things to him. He left nothing that is not subject to him, meaning the lordship and the deity of Christ. Nothing is, is not subject to him. But now we do not see all things subject to him. We don't. We don't see it. We can't comprehend it all. But we do see him who has made for a little while lower than angels, namely Jesus. Do you see Jesus, because of his suffering, death, crowned him with glory and honor so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting for him, for whom all things and through whom all things in bringing many sons to glory to perfect the originator of their salvation through his suffering. You see, to fish effectively, we must recognize the lordship of Jesus. Our life does not belong to us anymore. And when he says fish, you fish. 
the Lordship of Christ suggests that all things must obey him, which includes me too, us. Everything must obey him. And this complete childlike obedience, you know what it does? Again, it affirms, reassures greater results when you choose to let down your nets. Because, please hold on to this. Satan does not want you to let down your nets. Secondly, yourself does not want you to let down your nets. There's nothing in us that wants to do this. So thirdly, it must then be the Spirit of God who is saying, let down your nets. If you just have this weird idea to talk to a total stranger, you really think it's you? Have you ever had, I don't know, have you ever had that weird idea? It's like, maybe you should give him a card. Maybe it's like, where did that randomly come from? It wasn't you. (laughs) And it wasn't Satan because he wishes all would perish. So it has to be the spirit of God saying, do it, say it. Has to be. Because it's not you, nor is it the enemy. Lastly, now that we know who he is, you find in verses 7, latter part of 7 and verse 8, we must now urgently draw closer to Christ. Listen to what it says again. So when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, again, weirdly enough, he put on his outer garment because he was stripped for work and he threw himself into the sea. So why would you get dressed and just jump in the water? But the other disciples came in a little boat, for they were not far from the land, but about 200 cubits away, dragging the net full of fish. The word throw or through means this, to throw or to let go of a thing without caring where it falls. So he literally lost complete concern for himself. Complete. Please let that settle in your heart and mind because he defied logic. Logic says, no, keep your clothes off, dive in the water, run to shore. Logic says that. But when you recognize him as Lord, logic is all out of the window, goes out of the window. He's now responding to the Lord and because he has this desire to urgently draw closer, urgently respond, urgently respond. So he, he throws himself in the water without care for where he's going to fall. The other part of the definition of throw also means this, to give over to one's care, uncertain about the results. What does that sound like, church? Oh, God, I'm just going to do whatever you tell me to be, do, uh, do, and be whoever you tell me to be, not even concerned about the results. 
And more particularly, I'm not even concerned about the results in me or my life. Listen, that is probably the biggest hindrance to the gospel of Jesus Christ is, well, if I tell them this, I don't know how they're going to respond to me. Well, if I tell my close friend about how now I'm drawn so closer to Jesus, I may lose them, lose my friend. What's going to happen to me? Well, you know, if I stop clubbing and, and doing this and that, well, you know, they're going to think that I, I am, right? That I'm not like who I say I, I used to be. Well, you're not. We got to get to a point that we throw ourselves in the water and ultimately says, I'm giving over to you, Jesus, and I don't care about the uncertain results that will happen to me. Because my life doesn't belong to me anymore anyway. Why is this important? It's because the reality, church, is this, that we've all have been previously alienated and have this hostile attitude towards the Lord Jesus Christ. But now, the scripture promises that Christ is our hope of glory in us. So, I was once alienated. I had a bad attitude towards Christ. Yet he chose to live and indwell me and give me the hope of glory. The whole world needs to know about that. And that's why Colossians chapter 1 verse 21 through 29 is so important to read here or at least through 24, it says, and although you were previously alienated and hostile in attitude, engaged in evil deeds, yet he has now reconciled you in his body of flesh through death in order to present you before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. If indeed you continue in the faith firmly established and steadfast and not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you have heard, which was proclaimed in all creation under heaven and of which I, Paul, was made a minister. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake and in my flesh I am supplementing what is lacking in Christ's affliction in behalf of his body, which is the church. So you, it was so amazing. He said, I'm supplementing what Christ has suffered. So I'm willing to simply say, God, I'm going to throw myself in the water, run closer to you. If it means being able to have a more fruitful result in casting my net in this dark world, that if it means that I need to also supplement the sufferings of Christ through my own sufferings, let it be. You see, as we draw closer to Christ, our attitude towards him starts to completely change. 
It's unlike when you draw closer to other people who are sinful, you get closer to them and then you find out about their sin and the sinful tendency is to pull back from them because you found out sin in their lives. Does Jesus do that to us? Just doesn't happen that way. Doesn't mean you participate in the sin and you participate and approve of what they do. But when he gives you the privilege to get closer and closer and closer so you can fish a little bit better and a little bit better. And you find out more and more and more and more about it. You can't just pull your, 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 your rod out of the water. It's unacceptable. Can you imagine if he did that to you? While you were alienated and hostile towards him. Then he says, whoop. You acted too much like a fool today, and I'm just going to pull it out. Oh, I can't believe it. You said that. Oh, you did that. Oh, I can't believe it. You're still doing that. Oh, I'm not going to fish for you anymore. No. Uh, no, 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 no. Again, you know, doesn't mean that you, okay, well, I'm going to get closer, and then now I'm going to start acting like you. No, I'm not going to act like you. But I won't stop fishing for you. Because he never stopped fishing for me. You see, when we have his glorious hope, we're willing to throw ourselves in the sea. If it means I'm the bait, let me be the bait. Thank you again for listening to our series, From Commitment to Truth. The Teaching Ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.